0: Hey St. Paul, thank you for joining us. This is episode three of our study on the Holy Spirit. I'm joined with Emily Trotter and uh, we are studying the, uh, the power that God gives us through his Holy Spirit, the sustaining and maintaining power. That is available to us all. Thank you for joining us today. And Emily, thank you for being here also. I know that that we need to probably have a name for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Eventually, there should be a name. Yes. And um, I I did like Mom in the Rev. Yeah. How about that? And that's if, my favorite. Yeah, that's and if you have any suggestions, feel free to uh as you subscribe in the um uh box below. Uh you're welcome also to uh make your suggestions. Uh you can email them to us. Our email addresses are shown on the screen. But um we would covet those and um get some good laughs that's out right. of those. So Emily, um uh, I think about the first two episodes and where we are now. And uh, and it has been so organic, hasn't it?
1: Yes, absolutely. It makes it, <laughs> you got to stay on your toes.
0: Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> that's what my wife keeps telling me too. You better stay on your toes. But it has been so organic. Um, I think uh, in that uh, uh, interesting endeavor of, Putting an outline for at least three or four seri- episodes has <laughs> has uh, been rewritten several times. Has um, this been
1: hard for you, John? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, certainly has been has been hard. Um, but we're we're uh, we're working through here, and I think today's uh, episode and our time together today will certainly bring us um, to uh, closer to, um, a realization of, of what God desires in, in each and every one of us. Ephesians chapter one, verse three, uh, says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And I think what's interesting about that verse is that, um, it's not, uh, that that Paul was very intentional about saying spiritual blessing this is this is a connection that Paul is making um to to the Holy Spirit and that power, that blessing that is ours, as we have said in second Corinthians, you know, all the promises of God become a yes, and what John speaks about in his gospel about Jesus sending the Spirit to remind his disciples in fourteen twenty six. Remind his disciples of all that he has said to them and also teach him the significance. But I was thinking as I was trying to, uh, as we were trying to, you know, start today,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I was thinking about how, uh, 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 how real this is. And we don't even really know it. Um, that w- there are people, there are moments, there are times when we choose not to connect mm-hmm. and we, Choose not, even though the Holy Spirit is is given to all, is available to all, that there are times that we choose not to. And I and I can't remember if it was N. T. Wright or Dallas Willard. And so I'll throw both of them out there for <laughs> the the credits um, for credit on this. But the the, uh, the author was was referencing a passage in Mark chapter one. Uh, when Jesus first steps onto the scene in um, verse fourteen and fifteen, and Jesus came and and he said repent and and turn and and then and then he said for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Notice it wasn't the kingdom of God was not f- you know a thousand years ago or next week or tomorrow, and and we still live in that at-hand mm-hmm. mentality or reality, that the kingdom of God is at hand. And and the way this author described that and kind of put it into um, words and in an illustration that I could understand was he, he referred back to when he was growing up and that his grandparents lived in this farmhouse that did not have electricity. In fact, no no one on their street had electricity. The electric company, the power company, had not yet put power lines down the down the uh, street. And then one summer, he writes, the power company started to do this, they started to put telephone poles and electric wire. And and the uh, the power was then um, close by, it was it was there, it was available. And then he said, what distraught him was, was well, he couldn't figure out why is that some neighbors chose not to connect to the power lines. They chose to keep their house unconnected to the electricity. And um, and I think that as he goes into this illustration, he says, that's what it was like for Jesus to say the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what it's like for us to live in a moment into the in the present of the kingdom of God being at hand, that it's available, but we have to choose to connect. Mm-hmm. Does, do you agree with that?
1: I do. And because I think that we're given this gift that we have it already. We already have the gift. And I think that we don't know that or we forget or we don't realize that that the gift of the Holy Spirit just comes with repentance and belief and faith in Jesus. And we don't grab on, we don't connect. We don't grab onto that and say, all right, here we go. I'm but moving this is forward. mine. Yes, this is mine. And now I'm going to move forward and live accordingly. Um, we feel like that some people get it and some people don't get it. Um, my mom used to work for a cosmetic company when I was growing up. And... Um, Back in the day, they were called GWPs. Now you said, you know, swag bags. <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe they were in some circles that way then, but it was called a GWP, which was a gift with purchase. And so anytime you made a purchase, whatever it might be, you got this extra thing, whether it be a tube of lipstick or, you know, a new little moisturizer that they were trying to, to um, boost the uh, sales of. But you got it no matter what. That was your gift with purchase. Um, there was also a PWP, which was a purchase with purchase. That if you made this purchase, then you could also get this as well. Um, but everybody got the GWP. You couldn't pay more and get something better. You couldn't, you know, get quicker shipping or whatever it is. You had you. That was it. That's what you got. Now sometimes you did forget that it was in the bag, and you missed out on using that <laughs> free gift. Um, and I think that's kind of like what this is. We get this gift and we lose it. We throw it away in the bag. <laughs> we we forget where it is. We, you know, we don't use it the way that we we should. And I think part of that, too, is we don't think that we can get this gift of the Holy Spirit because we're not good enough. Because we don't know all the right answers. We haven't reached that maturity that we feel like we have to have. We don't know all the things that there is to know um but and i wanted to say to you this in a w tozer this is god's pursuit of man also a very good book friends um, he says this man who moved out of the heart of god by sin now moves back into the heart of god by redemption god who moved out of the heart of man because of sin now enters again his ancient dwelling to drive out his enemies and once more make the place of his feet glorious we got to think about ourselves as his ancient dwelling (laughs) i mean he's coming home he's coming back home to us this was what we were created for that we were meant to have this that that this is his rightful place um And I was reminded, too, um, from Shane's message Sunday about filling the void. Um, And I thought that this is perfect. This goes right in with what Shane was preaching um, last Sunday. So listen to that, too, guys. And um, that void and how we fill it and what we do with it.
0: (laughs) There's something about um, the mentality of, humanity of all people. And, and I think that this has a lot to do with sin, not just the verb sin, the mm. things that we do. I think the sinful nature that happened in Genesis 3, that, that relationship was broken, is that we live under this idea or this mentality that, um, that it's something I have to do to fix. Mm-hmm. It's something that I have to do to uh to make uh, available i'm reminded of a story of a dad who's looking out his kitchen window and he's watching his son in the sandbox build and push sand and all this and then then you start he started to see him get so frustrated so frustrated and and he's pushing and trying to do something so dad goes out there and looks and says son, what's wrong? And, and, um, and the son says, well, there's this big rock in here and dad, I have tried everything I could to move this rock, but I just can't. And tears coming down the side of his face. And, and he said, the the dad said to the son, son, you haven't used everything. He says, yeah, dad, I have, I tried to push it, kick it, lever, all this kind of stuff, you know? Um, but he said, no, son, you didn't ask me. And we have this mentality that in our Christian life that it's all about us. Yeah. It's all about us. And it's not all about us. Mm -mm. It's not about us uh, making our way to God, making God like us, convincing him that we're good enough, because that's all been done through Jesus Christ.
1: That redemption. And all of that pours from how much God loves us. I mean... Just think about that for a minute, that God, the creator of the universe, thought about us and created us, and he knows every number of hair, you know, every number of hair on our heads. That sounded weird.
0: (laughs) You know, my mind just went to...
1: That didn't come out quite well. (laughs) That applies more
0: more to some than others.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, But, you know, he says in in Psalm 139, for I formed you in your mother's womb. He, He created us from the very beginning, from our, I mean, even before that moment that we were created, we were already thought about. So there's that, and then that he loved us so much once that sin was introduced to send us a way out. So we have this amazing love from God the Father. Then we have the amazing redemption and the sacrifice of Jesus. And then, to talk, as if those two weren't great enough, we've got this gift of the Holy Spirit that, you know, I read, you know, recently described as a part of Jesus, of God himself. That's a part of him. Yes, and Jesus, too, because as we've talked about, mm-hmm. they are you know, together, that three and one, you can't have one without the other. And that his spirit represents a very part of him that he is sending to us and putting inside of us. I, that boggles my mind, <laughs> you know? And I just wonder how we get so caught up in not connecting mm. and not taking what is ours. And not using what's the, available. Yeah, using what's available. Using the resources we have. Using you know the strength and because we talked about too last week that oh I don't want to bother God with this. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can handle this on my own. I don't need Him to step. Wasn't in it here. about
0: what kind of cracker? Yes,
1: it was. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cracker should I buy? Um, yeah, <laughs> some but of I us think, might need that help. Emily, John. <laughs> I think
0: what you said though. Does God do we need to involve uh, God in every part of our lives? And the answer was emphatically, yes. and mm-hmm. you said then, because He wants to be involved in mm-hmm. every part of our lives. And you see in scripture um, that, uh, that 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 the what's at stake is is uh, in one sense, a lot of things that are at stake is that, we lose heart. We, lo- we get discouraged when we don't tap in to what is ours. You think of the woman who had that blood disorder for years, for decades. Mm-hmm. And Matthew tells us that she uh, tried everything. She mm-hmm. went to all the doctors. She did all these things. And, and rightly so. I mean, th- this is something that's available to all of us even now in our lives. But then she got this crazy idea that maybe if I just go touch the hem of Jesus' robe, I would be healed.
2: Yeah.
0: And um and, and we know the rest of the story, but the tension in there is that it had to get her to the end of her rope. What would it have been like for her if she went to God first? If yeah. if she went and tapped into this, of course, saying God this this is and then we all know that God uses men, women, medicine, technology to do those things. But what the power of the Holy Spirit does within us is gives us that, um, that ability to see, to, to have confidence that, uh, that uh, God will do what he promises, that he's not taken by surprise and that he can handle it.
1: Yes. And that's such a great reminder. Mm. He's not taken by surprise nothing ever happens to us that he doesn't go, whoa, didn't see that coming. (laughs) I mean, he knows. So why wouldn't we ask him for his help? So, which brings us back to how do we get the, how do I use the Holy Spirit? How do I become more comfortable with him? How do I, you know, make him an intimate part of my life? Um, And the thing that I have seen, you know, and all the things that I've read um, in preparing for this um, over this, you know, the last month or two is we have to get to know him. We have to spend that time getting to know God, getting to know who he is, getting to know what he stands for in everything um, and siding with him no matter who's on the other side no matter if it's you know and especially now in, a, oh, in an election year um i wish 2020 was over um you know you can't just line up with anybody <laughs> you can't just say well here you go you have to at some point think whether whatever side that you pick at some point you go I, this isn't right you have to be able—you have to look through it. There's Here's something that you have to look at him for everything and say, God, what, what do you say about this issue? How do you view this? What should my stance be? Hmm. Because God in one of those people that you can say, hey, <laughs> I'm going to differ from you on this. Okay, God? Yeah. I'm going to—this is— we're still good, but I'm not going to be on your team for this. Mm. I mean, that really probably makes God mad.
0: <laughs> I would say so. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you think of, of uh, David in the Psalms, and you think about the, you know, he, w- he asked some very real questions. I mean, what we're talking about here is not blue skies all the time, and all the birds are always singing. Okay. We, we know that life is real. We know that, that there are going to be difficult times, challenges. Yeah. What we also know is that one of the tenets of our Christian faith is that God, even though he doesn't give, uh, even though he doesn't promise explanation, he always he always promises revelation. He promises right. that he is with us, will never forsake us. That these things become amen. So be it through Jesus. But you see David in the Psalms, and and what he does is that he becomes so vulnerable, mm-hmm. very real. Yeah. Okay. And so the question is, is that what? Where do we go when we feel vulnerable? What do we do um, to uh, in those moments when we think our enemies are out to get us? that there is no hope, that everything's piling up and we can't handle it. And what we learn from David is that it's not that those moments of feelings of abandonment or exasperation are wrong. Mm -hmm. It's, we see that is those moments are what drove him to God. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: The enemies, because those Psalms where he is very vulnerable, those are the songs that the, those are the, They end with this realization with that the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. But what goes coupled with that is it's not only the external moments. People are out to get us and things like that, but it's also the internal inside of us. Yeah. And I think that, that the beautiful phrase or the words that you use to how do we recognize is, is that, that like David in Psalm 51, he recognized that, that he needed to have something new inside of him. Create in me a clean heart, 51.10. And then 11, it said, take not your Holy Spirit from me, cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That, that this combination of, of closeness, It actually was, um, it was was connected. It was, it happened through that means of the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean for us today?
1: The same thing that it meant for David. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and it's David's honesty. Yes, he was vulnerable, but he was so honest about it. He was so just, and that's when we were talking, you know, David was, is described as a man after God's own heart. And if you just look at David, you go, yeah, wow, he was chosen, he was anointed, yeah, he was the king, he did great, he, you know, he is the lineage of Jesus, yeah, of course he was a man after God's own heart, but he made a lot of mistakes, he got himself into some big trouble.
0: Yes, he did.
1: <laughs> when he wandered, when he kind of got off on his own and forgot to have that relationship and that communication. but. What makes God, uh, What makes David a man after God's own heart is his willingness to be vulnerable and to be honest and to say, why have you done this to me? You have left me here. Have I not done what you asked me to do? Here I am. I'm doing what you want. Yet he always comes back to, but you love me and you, I will praise you and sing your praises and you're not going to leave me and you're not going to forget about me being down here. Um, A pastor for Passion City Church that's in D.C., Ben Stewart, um, he, this summer I listened to a, a message that he was doing and he talked about being in college or in his 20s or sometime in his early on, he was like, he remembers going out in his backyard and he said, God, and just listed the things. Well, I don't like this, and I don't want to do this, and I'm mad about this, and I don't want, you know, I don't agree with this, and I don't want to do what you want me to do. I want to do this. And he just, he said that he felt the Lord say, all right, fine, now I can work with this. I got it. Yeah, now we're having this Hmm. conversation here.
0: We're being real.
1: Yeah. Now we're being real. Now I know. All right, I can work with this. He can work with us in those places. He can work with us in that cave that we're in, no matter where it is or what it is. Um, And in those moments is when we, like you say, we're at the end. We have, uh, where can we go? Hmm. What other option do we have? And in those moments is what draws us close and creates that intimate relationship that we, A, we just need. We need it. Hmm. And um, God wants us,
0: you know, I I think it's it is so important to recognize that that there are moments um, that that are used by God to bring us closer to him or Mm -hmm. at least bring us to a place where we um, rely more on him than ourselves. I think there are moments that happen that, that do that. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not someone who would say that, you know, all this, all the bad and all the, you know, I, I I don't go, but, but God allows those things Mm -hmm. to bring us to a place where we recognize that his spirit is with us. His Holy Spirit is going to empower us, remind us who we are and, and the significance of Jesus's words to us today but also he uses other people too, to to help us recognize right you know of course we have we have a split second decision in those moments when the skies are stormy where are we going to place our trust yeah we have that split second because we could quickly once we give ourselves permission we can quickly go to a place of agnosticism or atheism or to a place of separation or that God is more dualistic; that that you know He is real, but He doesn't really get involved. I mean, we we can mm-hmm. we can lose that personal aspect, but even those moments are intended to bring us to that place. Also, other people, other people God puts in our our lives that that give a confirmation that uh, become the hands and feet, um, like Nathan when David was doing that horrible thing (laughs) we'll just you know and and um but nathan comes and says you know talking about the sheep and you took this poor man's sheep and and david in anger says well who did this bring him to me and he says you yeah you were the man and then david had a split second choice cut the head off of nathan ban them away Mm -hmm. or do business with God. And I think though we, we are at those crucial intersections of our life that we are given an opportunity to recognize that Jesus is our shepherd to recognize his voice. And what do we choose to do?
1: Yeah. And that's hard. (laughs) It's like, if you've done real something bad that you have to go tell your dad, (laughs) Mm. you have to come clean with your parents Gosh, I don't want to do that. Uh,
2: <laughs> not but come and
1: clean with the Lord. Whew. What but you feel so much better. Yeah. Cause then you're like, Oh, finally. <sighs> I can quit pretending. And what we don't realize is we think that we're hiding something and keeping something to ourselves and we're not. <laughs> we are not doing that at all. Um
0: so does does the recognition, however it happens, whether it's through another person, through an event, through even non, you know, catastrophic moments of just like watching a rainbow in the middle of a lake. Mm-hmm. I mean, or the Grand Canyon. I mean, those moments can you know bring us to that realization to help us recognize. Um, but recognizing is one thing, allowing it to awaken us, a different thing yeah I mean what would be I mean what I mean how do you awaken that how do you tap into that on a, a daily basis
1: well I would say you get in the word yeah you just there's no other I know people get tired of me saying well get in your bible I'm having this this is happening this is whatever well You know, just like my papa always told me, pray about it.
0: (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. one of two things. It's going to get better
1: (laughs) or worse. Or stay about the same. (laughs) Don't forget about that third. It's going to stay about the same. Um, Pray about it. Well, my answer is get your Bible out. Well, I don't know where to go. You'll end up in the right place. Because there have been times where I have read my Bible and thought, oh, I just, uh, I feel like I need to read my Bible. I want a word from God. Uh, Where do I go? well, I guess I'll just continue on. And, oh, my gosh, how many times has it been exactly what I needed to hear? Mm. Exactly. Um, in, my, in Hebrews, you think Romans is the best book in the Bible. I think Shane thought it was Luke. I can't remember. My favorite is Hebrews. Um, chapter four, twelve says, The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And here's verse 13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Um, And then, so when you say, oh, well, the word is living and active. How is that? Because in Ephesians, Paul tells us that the word is the spirit. Mm. And so the spirit lives in this book Mm. and moves it and brings out what we need to hear and points us to that um, revelation. Because there are so many places in the gospel where Jesus says, you will have the mysteries revealed to you. Mm. You will know You will get, and just like you said, we're not always given an explanation, but we'll always get a revelation about what, why, what this means. When you read a verse for the first time and go, oh, I didn't know that's what that meant. I've always just thought of it. Like, oh, it's another Bible verse. This can't be important. And it is. And the same as goes for the Old Testament, too. I mean, just think of
0: how many people miss out. They think that, that the scripture and the power is somebody else's. Yeah. And it's theirs. I mean, if, if you want to take a, um, a, a challenge, I mean, this, is, this would be a, a, an interesting challenge. Whether it's reading through the Gospels, you know, you could read two chapters a day and get through the Gospels, I think, in 90 days, and then do it again. And then do it again. And each time you read it, highlight in a different color, mark with a different color pen and see how many times that there is a different, a different verse that may not have a uh, affected or applied to youth 90 days ago applies to you now. I mean, that's the livingness. That's the yes. real, that's the sharp, that's the active uh, uh, nature of the scripture. I remember when I was a teenager, one of the things that I was encouraged to do once was to read the book of First John every day for 30 days. Just one book, read it over and over and over again. I got to tell you, it was life transforma- transforming. Uh, to see all the different things that that is different um, that were applying to me right then that God knew I needed. And if Hebrews 4, uh, 13 says, our hearts are laid open to God, there's nothing hidden from God. Well, what if someone comes to you and says, well, then why even share with God? What, what is the process? What, what is the use? What is, why do I need to share it if he already knows it?
1: Well, think about if you find out something about your best friend or your husband or your children even, and they didn't, they weren't the ones that told you. And if they finally ever come to you and say, so you have this knowledge already, and they finally ever come to you and say, hey, this, whatever it might be, good news, bad news, you go, oh yeah, I know. Or you try to act surprised, Mm. but it's already there. Mm -hmm. And the hurt that you feel when when it's not been shared with you. Because what does that say? I'm not important enough for you to know.
0: Yeah, it, it it has to do with the relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: It has to do. I mean, that's why in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus teaches the disciples in Luke 11. And, you know, part of the prayer is you pray, forgive us our, our, our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Well, that's not a prayer for atonement because they're talking to the disciples. Yeah. And I pray that, I I know that I've asked Christ into my life, and I know that time, but what that does is help maintain and restore the awakening of that relationship that's mine every day, just not on days of worship.
1: Yeah. You know, I read this quote that, and I'm going to not probably say this man's name right, but it's Tony Reinke. Eh. Uh, But he said, the basis of Christian growth is to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ proclaimed over and over and over and over.
2: Mm.
1: And that's reading it over and over. Having that that familiarity. That brings the familiarity. I don't make copious this looks like I make copious notes. This is all Bible verses. Mm. Things that instead of highlighting it, I mean, I do underline, I'm a big believer in write down things in your Bible. Make notes. And even if you really want to be impressive, you can make the note and then write the preacher that preached it and the date. So right here in Psalm 51, I have John View, 3, 9, 14. Oh my gosh, 14. And it's really, yes, see? It's, I mean, amazing, right? And it says confession is getting your heart right for the journey. Wow. You said that. Holy Spirit. John said that. The Holy Spirit gave him that word six years ago. And here it is again written in my Bible. As I looked back to this for Psalm 51 in a pure heart, this is what I, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so goes right in with what we're talking about now. So I underline in my Bible, but I write these verses down that really that speak to me. And then I'm able to go when I read something else. I'm able to come back and say, "Oh wait, I've read that. I've read something like that before. I've I've seen that before." Is this no? And then I'm able to go back and this is why I'm a fan of paper books and paper and pencils. Um, I'm sure you can do that too on your iPad. And maybe I'm just not smart enough, but this gives me that physical thing where I can mm-hmm. look back and see, and then not only see that the verse that I thought I knew, but to see maybe a note that I'd made next to it and to see that promise that was made or that truth that I just picked up on for the first time and to be reminded of that again, you can't can't make that up. No. (laughs) You can't fake those experiences and you can't fake that intimate relationship with God. You can't, because everything that we live in should come back to that image of Christ. They ought, people ought to be able to know without a shadow of a doubt, yep, they're a Christian, hmm. and they believe it. They're not just a, a Christian on Sundays. That's somebody who lives it, even though we have our faults and we make mistakes. But we got to get that confession yeah. to get our journey and and thinking about, you know, the seeds that are planted. And when we are going through, because who knows what we might do or something we might say that somebody's going to write in their Bible or somebody's going to take a note of, and that it might sprout and grow into something else. Mm. You know, it's not my job or especially not my job and it's not your job you have a, real, a little bit more responsibility than i do but um to necessarily bring people to christ that's his job that's right but we can sure help along the way
0: yeah i, I, I i've shared this with you before that um that was the most freeing moment of my pastoral career which has only been 10 years in, as a as an as a minister Um, the most freeing moment is when I was reading through, uh, John's gospel and those intimate moments at farewell discourse. And, and Jesus says, and the Holy Spirit will convict the world of their sin. And that it was not my responsibility. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And, um, and how many times that I'm, I'm about to step into a difficult moment in somebody's life. Someone has a crisis, a catastrophe and And that i I am reminded through you know God's spirit that look, your job is not to give an excuse for me. Your job is not to explain me, your job is just to be present with my people mm-hmm. It's just to be present and and that that my response, you know what am I going to say, what am I going to do when it's yeah. not mine. It's not mine to do it's I'm open to be that conduit, yeah, and that awakening comes and i and i and I think that you know we we do believe that that you know the, the gift is given and and that God gives his spirit a part of him, and that recognition comes from this intimate relationship with God. But that awakening inside of us, that awakening is in those split second moments where a crisis happens or big or small, that we actually are vulnerable to God in whom there are no secrets to restore that relationship. And we recognize that he is still who he says he is. Mm -hmm. And that it's given to us through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm.
1: That free. That is free. <laughs> we don't pay for it. Swag. <laughs> more, yeah, there's Stuff we gift, all get. <laughs> yeah. It's free. We mm. don't earn it. No. God knows we don't deserve it. Mm. You know, what's that? Grace, um, undeserved merit.
0: Yeah. God's riches at Christ's expense, unmerited favor. Um stooping down, you know, and helping, being a part.
1: Well, and the more we talk about this, the more it's just, oh, my gosh, God is so good. Mm. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> and, and, and you know, is it, it's somewhere in Psalms, right, that says, who am I that God would think of me? Mm. Who am I that it would even... That Emily Trotter would even cross his mind.
0: Well, see, Emily Trotter, that word in Hebrew probably did not exist. (laughs) (laughs) Not many Trotters out there in the Old Testament.
1: And if they were, they were pig farmers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I think that um, uh, a task for us this week is to embrace a Monday through Saturday mentality of giving each day to God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, nowhere in the Bible does it say Jesus never told his disciples, nowhere in Paul's writing or the Old Testament, that if you want to be my, that God says, if you want to be my child, if you want to be grafted in to my family, accept me into your heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But he does say, "Deny yourself,
2: mm-hmm.
0: pick up your cross, and follow me each day."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We need it each day. Yeah, it's not it's not something that we put on our uh, trophy in our trophy case. Yeah, it's something that we do every day. It's not something that happened in the past. Right. It's every day. It's new every morning his faithfulness is great mm-hmm. his mercies. mercies every day mm-hmm. every every day
1: and romans 12 1 about being that living sacrifice which mm-hmm. quite honestly i never understood what that meant until last year sometime from you mm-hmm. gosh i learned all my good stuff from you um but that living sacrifice and what that means and that is dying to self yeah that is saying, oh, but I want to do this, but the Lord wants me to do this.
0: I'm glad you brought that up, the, uh, the living sacrifice. Um, I, I grew up in a Christian Missionary Alliance church, and we had missionaries would come for missionary week every single year, and, and it was easy for us as teenagers to say, God, I will go to Africa, I will go to India, and I will die for you, knowing that probably it wasn't going to happen, Okay. <laughs> I you know, Vegas odds. Praise God, yeah, I don't want know? to go to Africa. Wink, wink. Um, but really, really what he wants us to do is live for him. I mean, Paul, when he's going to Jerusalem in his la- after his third missionary journey, he gets warning after warning after warning. Finally, he says to his, his friends, he says, if I go to Jerusalem and I die, so be it. But the interesting thing is, is God wasn't calling him to die in Jerusalem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God's not always calling us to physically die. Yeah. He's calling us to live. We die to ourselves. Right. There's the awakening. now, And I wonder what it would be like if, if we just took that one step, if we just embraced that one tenant, Not that we have to understand everything, but that God gives a part of himself to us as the sustainer to remind us, to to encourage us, to empower us to be more than we could ever imagine to be for his kingdom, for his glory, and for his um, for his uh, namesake Emily thank you so much for being with us today now episode three will be uh, shipped off to the archives <laughs> and we're starting to think about ex- episode four and five down the road and we and do maybe
1: we'll eventually get to acts. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> how futile our attempts are huh I, I will say this is that You know, we think that Acts is the only place that the Holy Spirit shows up. This is proof. Yes. That it's everywhere.
1: Well, and you said another takeaway that I've written down from something that you said from one of the other episodes. Well, okay, there were only two. So one of the other two, you said we are living in post-Pentecost. Yeah. So we are all of that after. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere.
0: And it's for us, too. Yeah. It's for us, too. Well, thank you once again. And we do appreciate your time. Uh, If you uh, have any comments, uh, feel free to always send us an email and um, or questions. Uh, We sure would appreciate that also. Thank you once again for joining us.